0: generational healing and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma together we will become more self-compassionate connected authentic resilient and heart-centered so we can live our own full and beautiful lives as a listener of this podcast you're welcome to come over and join the facebook group so search on facebook for grow yourself up it's a private facebook group of all the listeners and did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathkunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan and sign up at the link in the bio there and you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Café. Thanks for being here. It's episode 73 of Grow Yourself Up, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk a bit about last week's episode. So we've been covering um, attachment theory, well, more like applied attachment, so kind of talking about how it actually um, turns up in life and how we may behave if we're insecurely attached and what secure attachment looks like. And in last week's episode, um, I spoke to Jody Paluski. We talked about her motherhood journey, um, her postpartum time and how she grows herself up in motherhood. And I had, um, a kind of, I was really tracking myself as I recorded the episode and, uh, noticing what came up for me. And I, I know that often, we experience similar things because I know that the things that I feel are not alone in the things that I feel. And so I wanted to share a bit about um, what I, what I noticed in case you had a similar reaction. And I wanted uh, most importantly to share hope because I think that the message um, from that episode was there is so much hope, but I want to give you a little bit of background context, which is going to really help you with seeing that and um, really kind of being able to notice what a difference you're making now. So, I uh, even during the course of recording that episode, I talked to Jody as we were going along and I was like, "Wow, I'm noticing there's no shame. You felt really able to in her words um find her people, so she assembled a kind of a a, a group of people or a postpartum team before she had the baby kind of while uh, while noticing um some of the things she might need help with. And um, I also, we also spoke about how there was very little anxiety present. She did acknowledge that she does have moments where she feels really anxious, but um, that there wasn't a high level of anxiety around decision-making or kind of present in the everyday. And I have um, chatted with Jodie about these reflections. So don't, um, please don't worry about that. And um when I got off the recording for this, my reaction to myself was, "Oh my god, I'm so fucked up," and I reflected on that and I thought, "Oh wow, that's really kind of punishing to you," um, because because what I did was I compared myself, and um, I think often we search for similarities in our stories, and what I noticed was that um, I have or had and I still have quite a lot of the time a lot more anxiety than she talked about and also shame so shame is actually i think the biggest thing for many of us and what i heard a complete lack of which was just very joyful was shame so there didn't seem to be any shame in her story or very little i couldn't like in what she shared with us there wasn't there wasn't shame and i wondered what why was your experience so different to mine and so many, um, people that I work with? And just generally, I know from some of the, the listener stories you've told me, um, and more widely in terms of how, um, women cope in the postpartum period, there's so much struggle and shame and, um, trying to keep quiet about things because there's a kind of a fantasy that things should be different. And, what what Jody really modeled was that it's not necessary to keep quiet about things, and it's actually brilliant to source help ahead of time. And so to try and answer that question, why was your experience so different to mine and so many people I work with? Um, I'm going to share a bit about her history and about a little bit about my history. You know some of my history from what I've shared, but... Um, the key kind of thing that I noticed was that there was a secure attachment with her parents and she felt very, very supported by them. And they were very consciously just supporting her in whichever way she wanted to go without criticism. So there was a lack of, lack of control. So no, no not trying to control her and this kind of warm, supportive relationship where she knew that they had her back. And many of us just do not have that. So we have an insecure attachment with our primary caregivers. And we were controlled as children and shamed, significantly shamed. So we feel like we need to get everything perfect. And as a consequence of um, not having enough, um, not being seen and having enough co-regulation, there's this overwhelming anxiety because anxiety is a function of a dysregulated nervous system, And so when you've been seen and validated and you're in a warm, supportive, loving relationship where you're just kind of nurtured and nourished and supported, there doesn't need to be anxiety because, um, you've, you've been, you've had enough co-regulation. And, um, but whereas when you're insecurely attached, you don't have that. There's a lack of being seen for yourself. You are not celebrated just as you are. You feel like you need to be different. That's so the, the shame comes in there and then the perfectionism is the defense against the shame. And for many of us, we get into motherhood and we have this core of shame, which we may not have been aware of before motherhood because we've been so busy crafting, um, or parenthood. So the supplies, um, to, to, like, to all people, basically. Um, but it's p- particularly pernicious for women because of, um, the patriarchal society we operate in. Um, and we are told, kind of, the air we breathe is that you are second class citizens as women. Um, and yes, there's been lots and lots of advances in that, but, um, still we exist in this, um, power over the patriarchal society. And so, As a result of growing up without having our needs met. So when we've grown up with childhood trauma and then we exist in this patriarchal society, getting into motherhood, we feel like we should do everything perfect. And we also feel like we should be doing it, be able to do it alone because we've been given messages around self sufficiency, which are rubbish, by the way, because we cannot be self sufficient all by ourselves. Um, and then when we can't perfect and control things, it's catastrophic and we feel covered in shame. And we then don't want to ask for help because we feel ashamed that we can't do it. So it's a really self-perpetuating negative cycle downwards. And that's part of the experience of many people that I have spoken to and um clinically what I see often. And so... I want to kind of i i i like I got really honest with myself about this, and I was like, Well, you know, I can't just continue to beat up on myself, and that's really unhelpful and so I looked at some of my own history, I was like, yeah, you had some major trauma when you were three, you had an alcoholic parent, you had a mum who had um, some real challenges was very codependent uh enabled drinking in your family, had multiple of her own um uh kind of Issues, um, I've had adult trauma, which I won't go into now. Um, but, and if I look back at my grandparents, there's significant trauma on both my mother's side and my father's side. And so both my parents were traumatized and insecurely attached. And so I had, I've had a different legacy. And you may also have had a different legacy. And that has real, real consequences. And this is why I'm passionate about the work I do because um, I want to change the legacy that I give to my children. And I know that many of you want to do that too. And this is where I get to the hopeful, really hopeful bit because um, I talked to Jodi about this afterwards and I was like, wow, I'm, I, I, you know, I had these reactions and I found it so interesting and um, tell me about um so she, she, she very graciously shared some of her history. So you heard on the episode about her grandmother who went to go and plow the fields and, um, uh, sort of helped the dad see the huge amount of labor she was doing around running the house and raising the children. And that kind of embedded a new level of respect in that relationship. And that's from her dad's side. So that was her dad's parents. And then Jodie shared with me, um, about her, mother's side and her mother was the child or is the child of an alcoholic um, whose mother um, wasn't very kind of engaged in dealing with the with the dad and so um, Jodie's mum did a lot of that kind of um, engaging with the dad so you can really see that there's cycle breakers on both sides so um, the way I understood that was that my children will be like Jodie because I am, my parent, my father was an alcoholic and Jodie's grandfather was an alcoholic. And um, she, she can she said I could share that. Um, and so look at how much shift there's been in the generations from there. That gave me so much hope. It felt like giving in real time evidence that things do change, that we can create secure attachments. We are not talking here about perfection. So secure attachment is not about perfection. It's about letting people be who they are. It's about, um, so i.e. letting our children be who they are, not trying to control them. Celebrating who they are, taking joy in who they are, showing that, um, you know, when you mirror them, showing how delighted you are that you are their parent. And this doesn't happen all the time, obviously, because, um, we are not perfect and we, we have periods of, you know, um, being less, more or less available and have more or less capacity. But, um, I was really struck by how, wow, listening to her describe in the present moment how her parents still are really available to her. She can talk to them, um, when they, um, when she has any issues and how they support her in her decisions. And yes, she acknowledged that there's sometimes when they try and give her tips about how to parent her children, and then there's some inter- intergenerational differences, as they will always be. But the overriding, um like as they will always be in families, I mean, because we all have um, slightly different family cultures, we all think slightly different things are important. Sometimes we think massively different things are important. But the overall message was around how secure attachment, um how her parents created a secure attachment with her and how that's benefited her Um in, in life, and how that's played out differently in her motherhood. And I really found um, it's so hopeful and positive. It gave me such a, um, like a boost in terms of thinking, wow, this is really, this really does. I mean, I know this makes a difference, but it's really nice to, to have that kind of generational tracing and um, to see how that's, how that's impacted her. So you you might have had a totally different reaction to me. But what I want to highlight is that if you are ever comparing yourself to someone, um, you know, comparison, there's all these things about that say that comparison is the thief of joy and um, something from 12-step, which is compare and despair. Yes, all those things are true. And it is sometimes useful to notice Okay, why, why have I had a different story? And, um, to, to really validate what's actually happened in your own life, because it can be really easy to criticize ourselves and to, um, as I did to think, oh my word, I'm so fucked up. Um, and to think, oh, how come I had such high levels of anxiety? How come I had such high levels of shame? And there's really good reasons for that. There are really, really good reasons in my own history that I had that. And whatever you are dealing with, there will be really good reasons in your history. So do not make your life harder, um, by constantly criticizing yourself. And the essence of, um, secure attachment is that we love and nurture ourselves. So on that path to, to earn secure attachment, which I really think, um, we need a therapist to help, um, help us kind of go along that path. But on that path, part of it is learning to be Um, so supportive of ourselves to be like, oh, Angel, I know this feels so hard. Like acknowledging the difficulty you faced and kind of um, feeling sad or jealous about how you didn't have a different journey. And I'm here for you now and let's kind of look at, um, let's look at why this is. And so to kind of look at your, your own past and to own your story and to, to kind of love your story. Like you are, your story is, is, has created you and you have the power to shift that going forward. But the portal for that is, is endlessly turning up for yourself, soothing yourself, nurturing yourself, being there for yourself. Um, talking lovingly to yourself about what's, you know, what your pain is, like that the reparenting is being there for ourselves, um, acknowledging. And so it can be really helpful to actually look at, if you know someone else's story, not to just beat yourself up with the outside of it, but to kind of go, yeah, I had a different experience. I didn't have parents who only supported me. I didn't have, um, um, you know, I was parentified. I had to um, do a lot of tasks in my childhood, which I was not able to do or cut out for because I was a child. Um, and, um, you know, to really notice what's happened to you. And a lot of it, um, some of you may not have anything that you can really remember. But a core experience for many of us is this um, emotional neglect where we are just never given access to our feelings like our feeling world or the our emotional landscape and that leaves a huge um kind of deficit all of that which was not done for us is huge because we we learn somehow that there's something wrong wrong with us from a very young age and so that um that leads to um, to um insecure attachment which will leave you again with this place of um uh, shame and anxiety because we think, we think that there's something wrong with our humanness when that's been our experience. And really, you know, as humans, we are much more complex and layered and messy than we're ever really kind of taught. I want to suggest. So, um, yeah, I really want you to honor yourself, honor your story, hear how much hope there is in shifting intergenerational trauma and, um, and in tending to your, your children differently to how you attended and that this stuff really does make a difference and get to know some of your own family history so that you can understand the legacy that you've got coming to you so you can be gentle with yourself. Okay, I'm sending you lots of love. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, Hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living.